Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. Hope you downloaded that. And you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Of course, you can watch us too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just go on to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone today in the studio. I got a new friend. I would call her a friend now, uh, Miss Andy Cruther with the mustard seed here in central Mississippi. They are up to some good works, and we're going to learn a little bit more. So, hey, Andy. Hey, Rebecca. It's good. Can I call you friend now? We've met Absolutely. twice. Absolutely. So in Mississippi, we're basically besties. Oh, we are besties. <laughs> I well, mean, we had a good time together with the sisters. Let me stand. I got to meet your kids, so I think that definitely qualifies us as friends now. They do, <laughs> for sure. And so, yeah, so the mustard seed, which I know a lot about, many listeners do. They've been friends of good things for so long. Um, but in case someone is new to the mustard seed, story i feel like you if you're if you've heard it and you're like oh i'm not sure where as soon as andy starts talking about it, you go oh that's the good organization but share with us sort of the history and mis- and mission behind the mustard seed okay great uh so yes i'm with the mustard seed and the mustard seed was started in 1981 we are a christian community for adults with developmental disabilities um, our mission is to service those adults um, we provide them with a loving and protective environment with meaningful activities where they can fulfill their uh, their given talents. And so a lot of people will recognize us by our ceramics. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how we started. Like I said, back um, close to 1980, we had four families that were our founding families. And students, their students could stay in the school systems until they were 21 years old. And then after 21, there really wasn't anything for those um, those individuals. And so families got together. Uh, they started meeting at a local church and kind of developed um, a community for these now adults because they wanted them to have a purpose um, and, and have a community, a sense of belonging as well. So they kind of started in that sense, started with some ceramics, doing ceramics and painting, and then that just kind of became therapeutic for them and just over time led to who we are. So a lot of people will see us out in the community ceramics, and when you do see our ceramics, those are that's artwork created by our teachers, but we're so much more than that. Oh, that's absolutely, just yeah. a small part. Um, the ceramics part is just a portion. It's a, like I said, a therapy part, but it's kind of a. It's also your job. biggest fundraiser. It is. I mean, I guess well, you could look at it as job too, because they they right. create, they're artists who create, and then it gets sold. Absolutely. So, and that's their purpose. They and they look at it as a job. Um, that's they come in there, they display, you know, they create using their talents, um, and then that. 
artwork, whatever it is, whether it's a painting, whether it's ceramics, uh, sometimes those canvases and paintings get reproduced into other items uh, that go in our gift shop. And then from there, that's how we um, fund fund our programs. Absolutely. So all of that goes back into our program so that we can provide services to our seedsters. And that's what we call the adults who are part of our program. Uh, we are the mustard seed, and they are our seedsters. So those are our friends who participate in our and program. And they are the brightest light you will have you will ever meet in any given day uh, in terms of you are, you are blessed to know a seedster. <laughs> I agree. You are very blessed. Um, I have a different mug, and it's not in any certain order, that by different seedsters uh, that I drink out of my coffee out of every morning. And you cannot have a bad day when you start your morning with a beautiful mug from one of our seedsters and and they do they bring so much joy they um they are a true blessing to me and i think anybody that comes in contact with them would say which is one of the best things about the mustard seed is you get your seedsters out into the community i know uh over on our good things facebook group we've shared several times i've spotted them out here recently andy i saw you guys took a trip to the children's museum and children's museum uh the children's hospital yes um and gave some easter eggs which is one of their big things that they do every year so we just did that this week that was a fun event um our special care facilitator kind of they love to give back and we have classes there and so one of the things that they love to do is they love to get out in the community so many people do so many great things for the mustard seed and for our seedsters they recognize that and they want to turn around and give back so this week we had the opportunity families brought and donated our seed items to go in the baskets our seedsters put those baskets together and then i took um, along with another staff member took about eight seedsters um, to the children blair batson children's hospital and we delivered a hundred baskets to uh, those children and i've gotten messages just saying how they were touched a lady said oh my goodness my um sister went to school with this seedster and the, it was the seedster that had colored uh, something in that that basket and she's like this is great she's 29 years old and this is her friend that she grew up with so I thought that was very sweet so they are such a blessing and they are always wanting to be out in the community and do for others and give and, and give back and it's nice to take them out and, and share who we are and what we are and what our mission is but you would be surprised the people that are right here in our backyard that have never heard of the mustard seed right and I think that's why these are good conversations because there are families across Mississippi who are wondering about programs uh, specifically for adults uh, with learning disabilities just like uh, or disabilities like um, the the mustard seed does so well so what are those programs I know some seedsters get to call the mustard seed home not all do that so if you're explaining more of like other than coming in for the 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 craft that the the pottery part there's also other parts to it correct um so you're correct we do have a residence program and we also have a day program um our program is for uh any adult 21 and above that has some form of developmental disability we kind of change in the terminology and i like to call them differing abilities because our seedsters are very talented and they have wonderful abilities and so you can um we have some that are in our men's group home women's group home that's they live there on campus we have group home parents that live in the house with them but not all of our teachers that's just a small portion and then we have a day program so they can come to our day program they can uh, start out maybe one day a week two days a week or come five days a week they have that choice um, we may have some that come and it depends on the availability that we have as well but they may come one day they may come five days and there's different activities that take place we have different um, life skills we teach life skills different uh, classes that they can take we have a money management class a history class a writing class 
class, drama class, um, music class. We teach piano lessons. So lots of different activities. Um, we take them out in the community. Like I said, they like to give back. We've done a, a food drive, a canned food drive that we had on campus, and then I took them to Kroger and we collected food uh, donations and took those to the food pantry. We've taken um, – that's kind of our – communications class kind of teaching them how to give back and how to communicate yeah. and we've taken them to taking dog food and taking it to some of the local animal shelters so there's lots of activities other than just sitting a lot of people think we just sit and they paint all day and that is part of it just a it small part, part of it but it um it it's where they can be with others that are like them and feel secure but they can grow and develop as well and they can grow in their life skills and communication skills and we do that through these activities through painting through ceramics but through other activities as well and one of the other fundraising things that you guys do besides the selling of the pottery which again i say if you don't have a, a christmas ornament a coffee mug and an egg then you're missing out you're <laughs> definitely like, missing out those yes. are definitely like the three things i feel like you need yes. but but it's uh through squeeze the day right so how how many years have we been doing squeeze so the day this is our third squeeze the day uh, this is my first as uh director of community relations um we used to do another fundraising COVID hit and that kind of stopped and so we had to get creative in our funding uh, because we are a nonprofit, and so um, all of our funding you know obviously there is tuition that comes with being a seedster but that doesn't even cover what it costs to run our program so we have to depend on creative ways to fundraise and support from uh, financial support financial support from our um, supporters people that give back to us and so squeeze the day this year it's a month-long campaign we started kicked off in April the first of April and we're asking families businesses anybody church groups uh, we've had schools we've had daycare schools daycare yes daycares they were our very first and they were wonderful uh, to host a lemonade stand um, you can set it up, do it any way you like. We can bring seedsters, and you just can sell it for a set price, ask for donations. We have some that are doing lemon cookies, lemon bars, lemonade, whatever. And then your lemonade stand benefits the mustard seed. And so you can do it any day, any time. Um, and then on May 6th, that's there's actually a National um, Lemonade Day. I believe it's May 7th, but we're going to do ours on May 6th on our Flowood campus. It's called Squeeze the Day. And you can we're going to have a lemonade stand on our campus right there on Luckney Road in Flowood. And we're asking families to come by, and we'll have uh, Chunky Dunks will be there with their food truck. We'll have games, activities, seizures will be there. Our gift shop will be open. And we're just asking families to come by buy a glass of lemonade, support the mustard seed, and just see what we're all about. And we're, those who have already hosted a lemonade stand can come that day. Bring us. Their, yes, and bring your donations, play a few games, uh, hang out with our seedsters. It's just going to be a great day just to kind of create awareness about who we are at the mustard seed, what we, what we do, and then kind of help us fundraise to go back and support those programs. So, Andy, we if we want to contact you about setting up a lemonade stand and or more about the mustard seed, where do we go? Well, actually, you can go to find out more about the lemonade stand. You go to our website, which is mustardseedms.org. That's mustardseedms.org. And there is a squeeze the day menu. Um, you can click on that. That tells you how to register your lemonade stand. We'll, we have cups that we'll bring you that you can use our cups and information, yard signs that you can use for your lemonade stand. And then it just gives information about how what that looks like, what you can do, and then come back on May 6th and join us on campus for our squeeze the day on campus. All righty. We got more up next. Upbeat. 
positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. watch good things we are in computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices even the youtubes that's like the walmarts the youtubes you can now watch good things on ceasefire tv if you've got that we are on channel 70 right next to the weather channel which looks a little iffy for parts of mississippi i'd say stay weather aware that should just be i'm from mississippi i stay weather aware we need t-shirts bumper stickers all the things for that. Well, thankfully, when it comes to the weather to this afternoon and tonight, it doesn't look like there's a very good chance of anything severe. Yeah. Now, you may have some lightning and some thunder and some heavy downpours, but no hail, no tornadoes, no wind ripping limbs off or roofs off. It's just a good old gully washer. You know, it's been a weather season or I guess a little stint of it. Obviously, with the tornadoes, that's extreme. But when the little hail damage places pop up in parking lots and such for you to, like, drive through for getting dents and things out of your car, you're like, tis the season for them to just pop up and just be able to to drive on through and, and fix those right away. I don't know if that works or how it works, but I just recognize them in different places throughout different communities during that during that particular time i mean if it's just superficial body work that can be done relatively easy and pretty quickly with the right equipment Isn't it just a little i mean you have a little suction more... cup style you have I, I guess for lack of a better term glue stick style where it's you know they have those little pieces of equipment to where you're trying to measure an, an odd shape and it has little pins in it, mm-hmm. and you can push it up against the odd shape gotcha. and keep the shape of it to mark off on something else. Yes. They have those full of glue sticks, and you can use a torch and heat up one end of it, make them gluey, mm-hmm. stick it to the bodywork that needs to be pulled out, let it set, pull out the bodywork with those individual pins to get it the right shape, and then apply a little heat, glue comes off, your body perks fixed. My simple mind would love to play with and see like the suction cup kind where in my mind it's just a bunch of dimples in your car from where you got held on and then you just take the little and then and then you just pop it right back into into place as if it were that easy and if it was I'm sure we'd all own one of those things at home for just in case but in my simple little brain I feel like that would be so much fun. It would be like popping the little popper things that come in the that step in the opposite direction. Like a reverse whack-a-mole. Yes, yes, yes. If you had to suck the little thing out of them instead of pushing him back down in there, and I'm going to guess it's a wee bit more complicated than that and delicate. But again, my simple brain. I, I mean, it doesn't do. have to be, but if you want it to look good, yeah, you kind of need to do it the right way. <laughs> and then there's probably plenty of us who are driving around who have dings and things in your car that you're like, eh, it's just not worth the effort at this point. Might as well just. I've got one that I thought you know. about getting taken out and then I'm like, 
I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm not paying good enough attention to know where it came from, I'm really going to put in the effort to get it fixed. No, and then it's just going to happen. It's sort of going to happen again uh, in that way. That's like when uh, we we upgraded or got our new car. Man, I worry about things now. I never worried about with a good old 10-year-old Ford. I mean, she was a big beater, yeah, but, I mean, I could take her through. I didn't care. You want to steal her? I'll leave the keys in the car. You going to ding into her? That's great. I'm rough on her anyway. Hit a curb? Who cares? She can handle it. And then you get a new car, and it's like, ah, anytime you get a little scratch, ding, or think you're going to hit a curb or whatever it may be. And so there is something. They, they carry different stresses. New safe vehicles, you don't have the stress of breaking down on the side of the road. I get that. I know where my husband was coming from. But the old beater stressor was, you know, or less stress was she was a tank. And you, she could handle me and I could handle her. And I wasn't worried about dings and scratches and hubcaps and all the things. Because she had proven herself worthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the last time I was forced to upgrade and I got my current vehicle... I had to get over that anxiety pretty quickly because it was within the first two, three weeks I'd had the vehicle, I got a big old rock peck in the windshield. Mm-hmm. So being a new vehicle, I figured, hey, I'm going to take care of this thing. I'm going to get the, the windshield doctor people to fix up my windshield and fill it in so it doesn't run. The same day, two rock pecks ah. right above where the old one was. I was like, this is... This is just not going to work. This is not going to work. She might as well just have a little character to her. It's the same way, too, moving into a new house. We got um, all of our furniture, like our main furniture, out of storage, and it had mildewed, which, that was a whole thing. So, unexpectedly, we had to get new furniture. And our other furniture had already been worn in by the dog and the kids. And, I mean, it wasn't messed. I mean, it was okay furniture, but it it had already survived a few years with, with the family. And now we find with the new furniture, I'm like the old lady that's got all the blankets down to protect it from the from the dog. And, you know, so there is something that there's less stress with things that are well worn. It's not that you don't take care of it. It's just less stress than when things are new and shiny and you'd like to keep them that way for as long as possible. The honeymoon has not worn off yet with the new vehicle or the new furniture i guess that way hey i found a a fun guinness world record that i all and i forgot so forgive me we may i may pick them up and bring them in next week and we could try it on the show i feel like it's something over the weekend we could all give a try if you've got kids right it's speed drinking but not what you think (laughs) we did that in college we did that in college right power hour Speed drinking, a German finishes a Capri Sun pouch in record time. If you don't know, (laughs) the Capri Sun pouch, you probably (laughs) just about everyone listening to good things has either had one or you have one in your pantry right now, especially if you've got kids, grandkids, or you just enjoy a little fruity beverage. But it's the pouch. It's the little silver pouch that the straw then pops into, right? And then you suck it down, and then it's less waste. It's not a can. It goes great in backpacks, all things. And, and it depends on who you are as to whether or not you mastered the, the straw in the pouch or if you still fight with it. Correct. Like, I've, I've seen people that are well into adulthood that grew up with Capri Suns, and they still argue and fight with the straw. And it's like, turn the little pointy end. Push on the foil. It's done. 
you, but they can raise your blood pressure if you're if you're struggling with it. And then if you have that kid, if your kid is that kid, because that's the baby who likes to push it all the way into it, and then it's like it's gone, and it's almost impossible to get the straw back out of the pouch once the straw goes into the pouch. Not and, without precision equipment, right? And you're like, well, you you ruined this. You you totally ruined this. Okay, so what do you think the record would be? For finishing an entire Capri Sun? Yes, but I'm trying to make sure, because I'm kind of surprised by the by the time. I thought it would be less than this. So I'm trying to see, is it with the straw or without the straw? Because that's, that's two different skill sets. You just got to take it right out of the box, rip the top <laughs> off with your teeth, and just turn it up. Yeah, correct. Yes. No, I think this one is, okay, this is with the straw. I'm guessing 2.5. Four seconds. See, that's what I thought, too. A speed, number one, a speed drinking German. I feel like that should be his hashtag slash his... Uh, das Boot! <laughs> broke an unusual, yes it is, Guinness World Record, when he managed to drink an entire Cabri Sun drink pouch in 10.41 seconds. I feel like 10 seconds is a really long time. There are a few... Are you not allowed to squeeze it? See, I, so it's Andre, Andro, Ortolf, Ortolf, whatever. He holds numerous records for speed eating and speed drinking but he took the record for he broke it with a time of 10.41 the original time was 16.6 i'm like i totally could drink a capri sun in 16 seconds and so i don't know the guinness world record there's six ounces for the requires the challenger to start with a complete okay you have to start with a completely unopened capri sun ah with the time it takes to remove the straw from the plastic sleeve stab it into the pouch included in the final time okay i'm gonna give the man a little a little grace for that that that's that's added effort so he really would have been down in the low two three seconds if Probably he just used so. his teeth to rip off the top and down it that that you would have yes you would definitely have to I still so th- yeah there's definitely time to be shaved off and and making a, a better straw transfer correct and you would have to all the plants would have to align for that great so I'm telling you I should have brought should have brought us some Capri Suns we could have tried it right here maybe we'll do that next week here on good things but stick with us we got movies with Tanya coming up next see the love in my mama's eyes touch of a precious child and no mother's love it's a little chicken fried and cold beer on a friday night a pair of jeans that fit just right and the radio up. i like to see sunrise see the love in my woman's eyes feel the touch of my precious child and no mother's love Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, that's the old school sound that all of you know from Mario. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can catch us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on to supertalktv.com. I bet most of you have went to the movies if you've got kids to see Mario. But if you hadn't, then which wait, no, we got Tanya. It's Friday in movies. Everybody, have you been yet? I have still have not seen it, but it's dominating. My kids have seen it. My mom took the kids last weekend. So, and even the three-year-old adored it. She was rooting for the princess. I'm not really sure what that means in terms of the movie. <laughs> and I mean, because she has never, and that's what what's interesting is she has never played it and there's not like tv series or shows sort of around it but even from the premiere to like she wanted like there was something about it she knew she wanted to see it yeah yeah Yeah. well i went to a movie earlier today and when i was leaving i stopped by the restroom and the theater next it was playing it and it was over so that song that theme song is what i heard well people are still going out for it but there's got to be other things for them to go out for so what's new well the new releases this weekend are definitely not for the kids so go check out mario (laughs) if you're wanting to get them into the theater um but the first one is a new the newest in the horror genre um it's evil dead rise and this is actually the fifth evil dead film it's hard to believe there's been that many they all do well so um in this one beth um plays i mean pays a visit to her older sister ellie um who's single with two kids in a cramped los angeles apartment and um unfortunately the sister's reunion is cut short because of course they discover a mysterious book that's deep in the bottom of their apartment or the leave it the building alone. <laughs> yeah and so that's kind of what this one's about now i don't know if you've seen the pa- the uh, poster for this one i don't think i have it is terrifying it's like the mom with she looks like a zombie and she's like clutching her two children and it says something like i love you to death or something and it's two little boys and i'm like "Uh -uh, uh-uh i can't do that that." um so that's not the one you went yeah so i will not yeah (laughs) yeah i have not seen it nor will i um and then the one that one of our listeners uh asked about last week guy Ritchie's the covenant comes out today (gasps) that yeah yeah and i will be seeing this one for sure um it's jake gyllenhaal and of course directed written by guy Ritchie, who's Maybe more famous for having been married to Madonna a long time ago. Um, but it follows Jake's character and his interpreter, um, who was promised freedom or to get out of uh, danger after saving Jake's life. And that doesn't happen. And so Jake's character goes back into the war zone to try to get this guy out. So that's what it's about. It looks like it is rated R because of the violence. But it does look like one of those movies that you're going to be on the edge of your seat. And I heard Jake say in an interview that it's the kind of movie that makes you proud to be an American. Yeah. And I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, the war movies aren't always my favorite just because, you know, it's hard to watch knowing that this stuff really happened, you know. But, um, you know, you can't beat a good story like that. I agree. And sometimes you just, it's just what you need to where you believe in humanity. Yes. Yeah. And just re, be reminded of how lucky you are, mm-hmm. you know, to be an American. Um, and then the one that I did go see is called Chevalier or Chevalier. I heard it, it's pronounced, I think, based on how French you are. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the redneck way of saying it? Because that will be what know, comes out of my mouth. I know. Uh, Chevalier. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, but this one, uh, so I saw, I've been seeing previews for it, but didn't know a whole lot about it. But it is based on a true story. And it takes place before the French Revolution. Marie Antoinette's queen. And there's this young boy named Joseph who is the son of a slave and a wealthy Frenchman. And so the the dad realizes that he's a prodigy. Uh, he's a musician, plays the violin, and decides to, to put him in a school for that so that he can um, develop that talent. And, of course, he's looked mistreated because of his skin color um, and taken from his mother to go to this school. So he he suffers a lot of trauma as a child, but grows into this incredible musician um, and becomes friends with Marie Antoinette. She makes him a chevalier. And um, anyway, so that happens. His goal is to be the director of the Paris Symphony. I forgot now what it's called, something like that. And um, in order to get that because of his skin color, she says the only way you're going to get it is to earn it. And so he has kind of a showdown with another guy and a uh, musician who and so the story just kind of surround is surrounded by him trying to write this new um, opera and the singer he finds to be the front person for this and maybe an illicit relationship and you know a little bit of everything in this movie but so i don't want to spoil anything but at the end they do some credits uh to to just kind of tell you what happened after the story in the movie ends and you know this guy really because of the times a lot of his works and things were burned and so there wasn't a whole lot of record of this guy even existing. And so people are now putting it all together and telling a story. But the actor that plays him, his name is Kelvin Harrison Jr. And I last saw him and he played B.B. King in the Elvis movie. Okay. So, I mean, this guy looks like a totally different person. So uh, people are saying he's the next Denzel Washington, but his performance was fantastic. Samara Weaving plays the, his love interest. And then Lucy Boynton plays Marie Antoinette. And I thought she did a great job. She was last seen or I last saw her in the Freddie Mercury story. And, um, you know, she played his girlfriend in that. And then later, I mean, she is still dating, I think, Rami Malek that played Freddie Mercury. So, but yeah, so this one is PG-13. I would say mostly probably because of the, some of the the subject matter and then just there is some violence. PJ-13 is not PJ-13 anymore. No, no. They can get away with a lot more. They can. And even old PG-13 movies, I'm like, what my mama let me watch? (laughs) (laughs) But I could tell, yeah. Titanic was PG-13. The things that went over our heads when we were kids, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But um, this one, your kids certainly are not going to be interested in it. But I will tell you, if you are a fan of that period of time, go see it for the costumes. I mean, it is incredible. And their hair 
is just works of art. I mean, it's really worth going just for that. I can't imagine what it took to get ready back then. Oh, I know. That's what I kept thinking. And I'm like, no wonder. They wore wigs. They fainted all the time. Fainted and wore wigs because they did it once and then they wouldn't have to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just take it off and put it back on. Yeah. Um, Speaking, though, of movies, Titanic. So my daughter's huge Titanic fan. She's done the books and all the things. So I finally sat down to watch it with her, let her watch it because the anniversary was, it's what, April the 15th? And I have to... I get tickled telling it, and I shouldn't because it was a traumatizing experience for her. Of course, I fast-forwarded through the scenes you should fast-forward through. Yeah. But it comes to when the ship starts to sink, and she goes into a full-blown panic attack, like full-blown tear, all the things. And I just remember saying, babe, you knew you knew it was going to sink, right? And she's like, no, but it's so sad. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? This may have been a little too early for her. But she ended up finishing it and loved it. But um, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see the emotional. I thought we were going to have to have a talk when Jack died. Yeah. I knew. But by that time, she was emotionally spent. So Jack dying really didn't affect her much. Yeah. <laughs> What what was her opinion of him not getting on the door? She didn't. She um, really didn't think about that so much. She was just really into the the way they portrayed the sh- you know sort of the sh- the ship sinking and all of that. Yeah. And in the beginning, you know, it plays out like a documentary. But it's been a minute, and she's like, "Mom, I don't like documentaries. I thought this is a movie." <laughs> I was like, "Hang on, the movie's coming. The movie's coming." But. That was fun to share that with her because that's something I, you know, that we enjoyed. Yeah. Minus the fact I feel like she'll be telling her therapist about <laughs> the trauma from the Titanic sinking um, at some point. But, um, but yeah, that, that it got me tickled slash felt sorry for her all at the same time. I was like, you knew it sank, right? Like you did the report, you read the book. <laughs> we went to the museum. Uh, but they do make it very realistic in the movie. Yeah, they really do. I mean, it was worth all the technology. Because James Cameron's still using it to this day. I know. Pretty good stuff. All right. Stuff to go watch if you're brave enough or not with the children, for sure. (laughs) All right. We'll see you back next week, Tanya. But you guys stick with us. we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can keep up with all things Mississippi news. Our Supertalk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And they are doing a great job uh, there with that. Rhino, do you remember a movie your parents were excited or your dad probably particularly excited to find? Finally, 
you reach a stage that they could you could watch together? Uh, Dad definitely sat me down to sit through many a John Wayne movie that at the time I didn't really care about. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get some of the subtle humor of it and just wasn't all that engaged. And it wasn't until I got older and went back and rewatched them to where now I have a different appreciation. I catch the humor, and there's a little bit of nostalgia because I remember watching it with Dad. Yeah, that was the, I'd say the the Titanic for me was probably oh in the Goonies, which I guess technically I never saw the Goonies on the big screen, so you know that was that. Um, but the Goonies, Titanic, and I was trying to think if there is another one that um, I knew I was just waiting to sort of share with her. So for me. For my mom, it was Greece, and I remember being about Neely's age when um, she was like, finally, you know, you know, sort of felt like we could sit down and watch Greece, and so it's because there's you you think about it differently when you're a parent, right? Like about the things that you thought were okay, uh, or when you saw them at a certain age, and maybe you didn't see them with your with your uh, parents or not. But they were such a big part of your childhood. You just wanted to share that. Well, Jurassic Park was one of them, too. Oh, she yeah. saw that a lot earlier, um, which it just had sort of the uh, violence or the gore to it. It, it had some, some intense moments. Yeah, but it wasn't sexual or no. anything like uh, in terms of that. So. Jurassic Park sticks out like a sore thumb in my early run of getting to go to the movies as a kid. Because I, like one of the very first, if not the first movie I remember seeing in theaters was Disney's Aladdin. And then right after that, I saw Jurassic Park. And after that, I saw the the live-action Flintstones movie. And then, like, so you have all these family-friendly fun movies, and then Jurassic Park right in the middle, this intense action thriller. Someone said, we watched everything. Parents just said, cover your eyes. I'm a cover-your-eyes person if I know it's just going to be quick. And we were watching Titanic on Prime, so I just, I said, cover your eyes, and then I just, I knew it was coming, so I just scrolled, you know, right through it, and whoop! And just went on with her with herself. There's really only one scene of actual nudity in Titanic, and then a couple. No, there's only two that I would say at ten she just didn't need to sit and just marinate right. in. And so you know, um, just there so you're you saying you're not ready to sit her down in front of a TV and watch Shawshank Redemption. Probably not. Um, you know, and even now, whenever unfortunate language, and we were just talking about the Batania, it's just sad that they keep pushing the needle with both in things, and you just wonder, like, why? It's good content. You don't have to have um, all the language all the time or all the body parts. Leave a little to the imagination. We're, if they go to the bedroom, we're pretty sure we know what they're doing. I mean, don't have to show us exactly. Um, but in the titanic there are a few words that will pop as underscore or that's not every other sentence but it's more of the in the today's side than it was in the actual titanic part and she'll say mom and i'll be like i just overlook it don't say it you know like but it wasn't every other word every other sentence i i wouldn't let her sit through i wouldn't sit with her through that i'm sure she's hearing it in other places but that that would be mine tyler go ahead what i was gonna say is from what i understand for PG-13, the only word they really have a limit on is the F word. And it was used once, I think. I think they're allowed one in a PG-13. Yeah. And it was, when I say used appropriately, that sounds so, you know. They, they tend to use it strategically. Strategically is a better word where it 
it was an exclamation point where you particularly could have been and you're like, okay, you know, um, it wasn't just used as sort of an adjective for everything that coming out of their mouth. Jeff in Oxford said, my dad took me to the original MASH movie and that day it was risque and he was a Sunday school, he was a Sunday school teacher. And then Tyler and Corrance is all man Indiana Jones movies, which they're supposed to be coming out with the last installment of Indiana Jones with, um, Harrison Ford. I've seen the trailer. It uh, it looks like it has more potential than the last one. You wonder if he's going to pass the rope, <laughs> the whip, <laughs> or the baton, so to speak, to a younger one to come up and maybe take over the franchise, or if it's just going to, is he finally going to find the Holy Grail and then run off into the sunset with the beautiful woman? I kind of feel like he may just tie a bow on it and it'll be done because... It feels like they were trying to do the whole let's get a new Indiana going with the fourth one with the Crystal Skull to have Shia LaBeouf come around and be the love child with What's-Her-Face and it didn't really work. Nobody really felt drawn to Shia LaBeouf in that role and then he kind of went crazy. Gotcha. All right. Well, something to look forward to, though. All right, stick with us. you got plenty to look forward to. you got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.